everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I would love to talk about The Simpsons at the beginning, and then we could stop before we got to this episode. Well, guess what, man? We only have to talk about this particular episode one time, and then we can never have to talk about it again. We have a person. We say we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only two hours a month, you gain access to all of our bonus content. We have a person to thank, Matthew. All right. Michael Bowerman. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Uh, also, before we continue into this week's episode, I shouldn't have to do this because uh, we're talking about The Simpsons, which is a fun family show about our, uh, you know, a family struggling through life. But uh, there's sexual assault in this episode. And so we're going to talk about it when it happens. If that If that is too much for you, if you don't like that. You can safely skip this episode. He spoiler alert. You're really not going to miss anything. Spoiler alert. It's very bad. Uh, this week's episode is The Strong Arms of the Maw, episode EABF04, originally aired February 2nd, 2003, written by Carolyn O'Mine, directed by Pete Michaels. They got an 8.0 Nielsen rating with 15.3 million viewers. The chalkboard gag the school does not need a quote unquote regime change. <laughs> Not bad. I mean... That's not bad. Not bad. That's not a bad chalkboard gig. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do my best, Matt, to highlight the things I like in this episode. That's a good idea. Good luck with that. I don't think any of them are going to be able to overcome the very, very bad things that happen in this episode, but I'm going to do my best to highlight the good things. The couch gag, uh, the, the family is getting a picture taken with a novelty cardboard cutout with their faces aligned with different members of the family homer is lisa well lisa becomes the face for homer homer becomes marge etc etc uh photographer takes their picture it's charming it's charming uh we yeah there's other charming things in this episode and then it quickly becomes not charming uh we begin the episode with ion springfield uh, a focus on rainier wolfcastle uh, Kent Brockman is talking to to Mr. Wolfcastle, and they are talking about a bankruptcy sale. I'm here with actor Rainier Wolfcastle, who surprisingly has filed for bankruptcy. Rainier, what went wrong? Three divorces in three months. What can I say, Kent? I'm a romantic. But this personal tragedy translates into a good old-fashioned bankruptcy sale. Yeah, everything must go, even the painting of my nana. This was done on her wedding day. Or should I say, deading day. Oh, the mighty have fallen. Into my price range. I'm going to go there. Dad, we are there. Woohoo! Yep, we are there. At least that was fast. Yeah, it's fast. Uh, there's some gags here. Some of them that hit, some of them miss. We got Flanders talking about him selling uh, play dude centerfolds and their literal women who get sold to Mo. Just a casual slavery joke, I guess. Uh, that's that's <laughs> where we're starting out. And then Bart is excited that this is what that and that's not even Bart uh, finds a cane with a sword in it. But then Rainer of Castle re- reveals that everything has a sword in it, including the pie, which Homer has already eaten. And there is a gag in here that Homer has a sword inside of him now poking through his chest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that just disappears after this one scene. I wish it was and I wish this is as bad as it gets so 
all this there's and there's a myriad of a bunch of you know other little momentary gags here where we cut to homer he's rifling through rainier wolfcastle's stuff and then rainier wolfcastle introduces him to his weights do you need some assistance picking over the tattered remains of my life nope i'm good hey your early porno movies oh are any of these hetero what's there is there you got any junk that'll go up in value after you die Right this way. My first weight set. <gasps> the weights that changed you from a Bavarian cream puff to a mass of twitchy muscles? <laughs> they know you are talking about them. I'll take it. Who's up for coconut oil? That was the muscles, if you guys don't understand. That was the muscles making that. That was the wiggling. That's Simpson the ASMR muscle noises. <laughs> So we and so I like you said, Matt. It gets to it really quickly, and I think you have to because I, you know, largely this episode does is very dense. I'll say that, like it does a lot in a time it has. Unfortunately, it does a lot of bad things in that time. Uh, but it is dense. It does not waste time. So we get. I don't. I. I also say this. I like the Tetris joke. You didn't like the Tetris joke? It's okay. I guess I just don't find Tetris that funny. I just, they, you know, they commit, like, they use the music. You know, Homer's loading up the car with all the stuff they bought at the sale. And so they play the Tetris music and he's, like, moving all the, the people. And they, they change the camera angles to make it look like it's a Tetris game. I like it. It's fun. Um, ho- unfortunately, Homer does not include any space in the car for himself. So Rainier Wolfcastle decides he'll carry Homer home in a big, giant, man-sized, uh, what do you call him, Matt? I'm sorry, say that again? What do you call him? The thing, like a harness that Wolfcastle wears. Oh, Baby Bjorn. Yeah, Baby Bjorn, that's for a man, because he started a movie with Rob Schneider, apparently. Um, So it's just Marge and the kids in the car riding home. And this is important to the plot because Maggie halfway home needs a diaper change. She smells terrible. She stops at the Quickie Mart to get and and Pooh takes pity on them, lets her into the bathroom so she can change Maggie's diaper. On the way out from changing Maggie's diaper, on the way back to the car, Marge runs into a scary looking fella. Give me your purse. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. Shut up. It's not a purse. It's a diaper bag. What? It looks like a purse. That's why I bought it, but it's really a- Shut up! <gasps> Fine. I'll just take this! Come on, Mom. Let's go. Mom? Are you okay? <laughs> so Marge gets mugged. And gets her necklace stolen. By a guy in a goofy hat with a gun. Mm-hmm. Who we have never seen before and we'll never see again. I mean, we see him one more time, literally, in this episode. And then, no, he then he is gone forever. Um, If, here, Matt, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt in this case. Mm-hmm. If handled properly, I think this would could work. Having this, uh, having a traumatic moment for Marge and then having her overcome it. That You're absolutely right. That could work. Could work. Uh, but we end the act with Marge crying in the car with the kids. Five minutes, 52 seconds, and we go to commercial. And when we come back, uh, Homer tries to take responsibility. He feels that it is his 
a job as the man of the house, as the husband, to uh, take care of Marge. Uh, Marge at this point is traumatized, obviously, because you know she's gone through a violent assault. Uh, so he gives um, Homer gives Marge a whole bunch of like pepper sprays and whistles and you know the the regular things uh, you give to a woman um, when you know you think that this is something that she needs. However, uh, Marge is just not up to the task of leaving anymore. Uh, when she goes to the Quickie Mart, uh, she can't handle it. Okay, Marge, you can do this. You've done it a thousand times before. Hi, Mrs. Simpson. Yes. <laughs> Oh, no. I pepper sprayed Ralph. <laughs> Poor Ralph. Sorry, the clip's not over yet. Oh. Uh, My boogers are spicy. <laughs> sorry. Matt, Matt, just started from the beginning. Play it over. Let's yeah, go. sorry. Okay, Marge. You can do this. You've done it a thousand times before. Hi, Mrs. Simpson. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I pepper sprayed Ralph. <laughs> Even my boogers are spicy. <laughs> Sorry! Let's go home. There's nothing dangerous there except for the electrical wiring. Mom, you didn't get the milk. And you parked on top of the mailman. It's okay, all part of the job. Can you believe I get paid to wear short pants? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll come right out and help you. Nice. Gave you a necklace to my cheap girlfriend. I just throw it in the drawer at night. <laughs> no, it'll tangle. Sorry, I can't go outside. I'll call for help. No, hurry. I got plenty to read. Ooh, Twilight Zone magazine. It... Oh, no, my glasses are broken. <laughs> Speaking of hackneyed but funny jokes, I find the Twilight Zone joke to be pretty good. I do like the Twilight Zone joke. I I, I will always. I'm a sucker for Twilight Zone references. <laughs> so, yes, at this point, Marge is a little rough off. Uh, she has gone through a traumatic event and cannot handle being outdoors anymore because everything scares her. Uh, she basically has an elevated fight-or-flight response. Um, so, uh, at this point, they take Marge to Dr. Hibbert because he is the only doctor... Uh, and apparently also deals with uh, I, mental issues. Uh, before we move forward, Matt, I have a couple questions. Okay. One, and I know, okay, one, I know Simpsons don't largely ignore continuity, but it's hard for me to ignore continuity when I distinctly remember Marge having a drawer full of the necklaces. Oh, that's right, yeah. And they're all together in one big drawer. And she just she loses one and she just goes Broop, and puts a new one and they go right back on her neck. Yep. So I would it's hard. I think that's the like, I think it's interesting because Al Jean has said that, you know, without her necklace, Marge looks kind of naked. And they use that throughout this episode because she never she doesn't put her necklace back on. And, in, you know, it, it kind of tells you who which Marge we're, we're looking at, which I think is smart if the rest of the episode wasn't stupid. But Oh, but Robbie, and, that can't be right. <laughs> but you know, I'm also thinking about like, oh, well, she's we've seen before that she has many of these necklaces. They're not special to her. Uh, except when they are. Except when they are. The other other thing is, I think it's some of the, the choices to include very cartoonish 
really outlandish cartoony stuff in this is hard for me to deal with. You mean like the uh, the the dream sequence she has? The like it's total whiplash. I um like I'm getting like shit. Like what well, we get Homer getting a pie, eating a sword, and he's fine. And we get you know her running over a post a postman, running over a mailman, and the parks mm-hmm. on a mailman, and he's fine. Which no, he would not be fine. He has a car nope, on him. Nope. That would be very not fine. And then so we have this this juxtaposition of absurd cartoon humor and violence where you're like, oh yeah, he has a car on him, but he's fine. And then also at the same time, literally in the same scene, Marge has agoraphobia. It can't go outside because of this trauma she's in, she's been inflicted because she got mugged. And it's really like I understand why they do that because they want to lighten the mood. They don't want this episode to be very somber. But I getting I'm getting thrown around like I'm on a roller coaster because like and it's one of those wooden roller coasters that give you a headache when you ride them. Uh, yeah, because we're getting like oh Marge is suffering from a, a real mental trauma. She's trying to overcome it. Oh, at the same time, here's some wacky wackiness. I'm like, well, I just yeah. won't just choose one. You can't really, uh, and that and that's largely like it's it's very hard to do. It's very hard, especially for a show like The Simpsons. I feel like most of the time, The Simpsons, they largely fail when they go after really, really like like the uh, Cartridge family. I feel like it's it's trying for something and it fails, and I think this is trying for something and it fails really hard, and. The cartooniness, I think, is part of it. Also, it's true. Also, Matt, we've seen Marge go to a psychiatrist before, right? So she, so there's no reason to go to Doctor Hibbert over this. That's that's one of my sticking points in this episode. There are a few of them, notably that we have not gotten to, obviously. Uh, but they did. We just bring back Doctor Zweig or somebody like that, or even Doctor Marvin Monroe. I mean, going to Hibbert, it just it's. Basically, they take him to Hibbert so they can say, yes, we took her to a doctor, and, and she has a prescription now. Yeah, I would just, like, go take her to a th- Like, in this episode, it would be a completely different thing if they went to a therapist instead of a just a family doctor. But it's, again, it's not the largest problem in the episode. I actually think the exposure therapy scene is fun. It is. It's, it's, it's a good way to mix humor with plot development uh because it's one of those things where you can have the characters and their flaws reflected in something that they are trying to do to help it's it's what good television does honestly it just doesn't work here (laughs) yeah so okay um so dr hibbert says oh you have agoraphobia agoraphobia uh you know she's gonna have to try some uh exposure therapy so the family decides that they are going to try and take her to the quickie mart uh, but it's a fake Quickie Mart. Oh my goodness! It looks just like the Quickie Mart! Yep, but you're still safe at home! After a few practice trips here, the real Quickie Mart will be a piece of cake. Now, Bart will play a poo. Mm-hmm. I'm a magazine rack. Look, I'm the first to admit it, I don't write good parts for women. I'm a robber! Uh, uh, uh. Ah! Help! All this does is shoot bubbles. Help! Silly string! So, yes, uh, they try and recreate the Quickie Mart uh, with Milhouse as a robber for some reason. Um, I, I guess he's supposed to be the robber that robbed her, and they were going to say, hey, you know, it, the robber's not that scary. It's Milhouse. But Marge is completely <laughs> freaked out. Uh, at this point, she runs down into the basement and will not come out. Uh, she even well, to go well, to church, uh, as we see. Well, Matt, you forgot about they also try and push her out of a little chair with a football helmet on. 
Oh, did I not make a note of that? Ah, oh, sorry. Uh, yes, they try and go to the mailbox uh, at one point to, uh, you know, just get Marge something very simple. Uh, so they put her in a chair. Uh, they give her a baseball hat or a football helmet and a baseball bat and some padding. And they try and push her out. And they try the technique of, you know, you say a number of how, you know, ang- anxious you're feeling. And Marge starts out with twos, threes, fours. And then Homer just freaks out about nothing for no reason because it's Homer. And I feel like this is one of the good, the, the, the better uses of a mix of a traumatic experience and humor because you see Homer being an idiot and it's not exactly in a harmful way, but it does cause Marge's anxiety to spiral out of control and they have to all run back in the house as a family. Yes. And I mean, her, it works. It's, it's not downplaying the trauma. No. And it's her ranking rating. And I think it, it, it makes it, it, it is a relatable t- kind of humor where it's not making Marge the joke. We are relating with Marge about, you know, how sometimes when you are in a fragile state of mind, very simple, easy things can be very, very scary. And her rate rating like, oh, she's going outside. OK, I'm in a two. I'm in a three. And Marge's like and Homer's like, oh, there's a bug. And she's like, oh, no, ten. And and, and there, it's just a, it's just a little tiny thing. And, and then he's like, no. And then, you know, the the way that it's not a, it's not at Marge's expense. And it is not cartoonishness. It's it. It is realistic enough for the kind of tone that they've they that you know would be expected with an episode about Marge overcoming some you know trauma because he was mugged. It's true, and I especially really appreciate it at the end because it's supposed to be a one to ten scale, and Marge is like twelve, fifteen, thirty-eight, seven hundred and sixty something. That's a good joke. Yeah, that's a good joke. Yeah. So uh, at this point, Marge is in the basement after the Quickie Mart debacle. So she has to attend church from the basement using walkie talkies. Uh, she has to try and manage the family from down there. Uh, the family has dinner down there. Uh, there's a, a, a good good joke about uh, using the hockey table at the dinner table. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, air hockey, air hockey are... table with with all the food bouncing around. It's fun. It's fun. I like that. I would like to try that. Honestly, I feel like that would be really good for big family dinners. Uh, maybe I'll have to get an air hockey table and try it out. Uh, there are feet outside the basement window, which I never noticed that much foot traffic outside of the Simpsons basement, but I could be wrong. Maybe I, it abuts a well, different it's, street now. It's Yeah, it's really strange that like they mention it explicitly and like one, the basement window is not that close to a sidewalk. It's like they're on like a city street in New York or something with that much foot traffic right outside the window, not in a just a suburban neighborhood where you get one person walking by every so often not constant people back and forth but whatever it's just an odd thing um it's okay i just noticed it it's fine it's just a weird one um so uh while they're downstairs uh marge is doing the laundry she's trying to manage her life she's trying to provide uh, lunches for the kids uh using the cat as a delivery mechanism i thought that was pretty cute um but she notices the weights that Homer bought from Rainier Wolfcastle at the beginning of the episode. So we're finally tying that whole thing back in. Uh, and so she decides to start lifting weights. Um, and she basically gets swole. Uh, essentially, she, she since she has a lot of time to kill in the basement, she can't do all of her normal cleaning and taking care of the kids and whatnot. Uh, she lifts weights a lot. Um this is not exactly what would happen because obviously those, there's not a lot of weights down there. So at some point she would have diminishing returns. But at this point, Marge gets to the point where she is so muscular and 
proud of herself that uh, she gets her confidence back, essentially. I can bench twice as much as when I started. <laughs> and look at my abs. Mom? Oh, I'm married to Joey Hetherton. Ooh, you know what would zest up this holidays? A lemon. Dad, do you plan to get in shape? No, actually, I'm going to eat twice as much. Excellent. Uh, guys, Mom just left the basement. <gasps> She's in the backyard. I got all the way out to the tree before I realized I'd left the house. <gasps> I'm stronger than I've ever been. I don't have to go back inside. I'm not afraid. Marge is not afraid. She repeats that quite as many times as she runs through the town. Uh, she sees all of her friends and says, oh, she's not afraid anymore because she's bulked up. And that that's possible. Uh, I, I mean, that's something that can happen to people. Uh, they make a change in their lives and all of a sudden they feel better. They have more confidence. Um, Marge uses that to run through the town. She sees the robber who... Uh, for some reason, taunts her yet again because he's just a jerk. And so in an homage to the Godfather, uh, they <clears throat> Marge beats the living crap out of him, like hits him with trash cans, throws him over railings, and just literally goes way overboard and beating him up um, because apparently Marge just being stronger has also made her a better fighter, and this guy is a giant wuss. Uh, and, and that's where we end Act 2. We go to a commercial, and yeah... Yeah, I think here, Matt, aside from the weird tonal stuff, I think everything in this episode up to this point is OK. It's a good. That's true. Uh, I, I would say mostly OK. A few good points. I, I again, I'm not super great with March beating the guy up like that. Like the one thing, if she's not scared of him, it just makes him run off. I would. We're going to talk about this later on. I where were we trying to fix this episode? Because I'm already here. Spoiler alert. This episode's broken. Uh, but oh, yeah. but I I don't think it's necessarily bad to have her beat up the robber or have at least a confrontation. A confrontation is fine. My biggest problem is that like she literally beats the living crap out of him. Eh, I don't really have much sympathy for Mister Mean Robber Man with the goofy hat. Uh, it's fine, I think. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter because we get, begin Act Three at this point. It's thirteen minutes and fifteen seconds. In. Thirteen minutes in, so that's eight more minutes. Seven and a half, eight minutes more of this of the show, and you would you would say, well, okay, roughly two thirds of the way into this episode, Marge has faced a trauma, has started work, has has dealt with it, had to retreat into the basement because of fear, and then overcome it by working out, regaining her confidence, and beating up the mugger. That is a complete arc. That is that is character faces a trouble, conflict overcomes it redeems herself it's over yeah it almost feels like this at this point they could have stretched this entire thing out let the the middle act out into the third act and then maybe there's a little more resolution at the end about how marge feels and that's the episode but and, mm. but instead of that being the episode uh they they deviate into a place where then marge suddenly becomes a problem because of this which is terrible this third act is and aside from the sexual assault which we will get to it's terrible in general it, it does everything wrong um it 
has Marge complete an arc where she overcomes a trauma because she gets fit. And that's fine. But then... Yeah, like, it, it really depends on the person, you know, what gets you through your trauma. Right. And that's fine. But then they turn that into, oh, now she's obsessed and she goes crazy. And, and she gets obsessed with fitness and starts taking steroids. And, okay, so we see Marge. Now she's obsessed with fitness. She wants to get more swole. She wants to get fitter. She wants to get bigger. She wants to get stronger. And she's at, do they give her a, do we get a reason why she's at the beach? Uh, I think she was just running by one day. Uh, and she was saw just on a run. Working out. She was on a run, I guess, at the beach, which, of course, Springfield Beach. This is a reference to Venice, Venice Beach, where there's a bunch of bodybuilders in California. Um, but she's walking by, sees all these bodybuilders, and turns out she sees Ruth Powers. Ruth Powers sees her, and they have a little chat. And that chat leads to some steroids. Marge Simpson? It's Ruth! Ruth Powers! Ruth Powers? My old neighbor? Oh my goodness, look at you! I got this body in prison. I was Miss Mexican Mafia three years in a row. Wow! You know, another four inches on your neck and you look pretty hot. Ever thought of competing? I don't have those kind of muscles. Well, you could if you use these. Steroids? I can't take drugs. I have so many anti-drug bumper stickers, I'd be making a liar out of my tailgate. Steroids aren't drugs. They occur naturally in the body, like sweat or tumors. But aren't there side effects? Yes, their main side effect is greatness. But if you'd rather be weak and helpless... No, no. I feel good with no repercussions. With no repercussions. Famous last words. Um, I would say use properly steroids aren't that bad for you. Uh, and but that's they, true. Uh, it, it used properly. Right. And I think, and one... medical use isn't very important. One, one you don't drink steroids. Uh, you inject them. And you don't take them constantly. You cycle on and off. Uh, road rage is a myth. It doesn't make you super... Doesn't make you the Incredible Hulk. It mostly just makes your muscles... Well, Robbie, that negates the entire end of this episode. Yeah, you're... I know it does, Matt. I just... It, it doesn't... It doesn't... They're not magic. <laughs> it's... It... <laughs> it, it, they make you grow muscles and like yeah there's some negative side effects that can happen but most of them are aesthetic you know the the you're the only like real in, internal stuff is like you can you know with, if you go crazy it can hurt your organs long that's long-term effects that's decades of right of, of like abuse. your liver will shut down i believe yeah yeah that, but that's like that takes a long time for it to happen um most of the negative stuff about steroids is in the same anti-drug crusades of the 80s and 90s Steroids got cut up and all that. They're, I frankly think they should be legal as long as you can get like a doctor's prescription or something. Like for, right. for like for, frankly, just for muscle growth, not even for like, I know some people need them because they keep illnesses away and help you rebound from severe stuff. But I mean, like, I think a bodybuilder should be able to get steroids. I don't, what does it matter? Who cares? It's their body. Let them do it. It's not heroin. Right. We let people drink and smoke, okay? Yeah, they're, those are way worse. So that's my steroids rant. But now Marge is obsessed. Create like she has, and she has a, she has a regimen now of of I assume steroids and a lot of other supplements, protein powders, and and uh, cutting gels. I believe she mentions at a certain point. 
Uh, she and now she's working out harder and harder than ever. Uh, we see her pick up a bus, a school bus with Otto in it. To be fair, not the entire bus, just the back of the bus. Oh, only a couple tons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which fine. It's just it's just so simple. It's just such an easy. And they also literally have Otto go, man. What am I? What am I smoking? And he's like, oh right. Oh, and he looks wow. over and he's holding a joint. I'm like, really, guys? This is what we. It's it just is this, possibly the lamest joke ever. The lamest, simplest. Do can't do anything better than this. But Marge has obviously gotten jacked now. She is. They they change her character model to reflect this. She is jacked. She's got a bunch of muscles. She's huge. And then we get the worst thing that happens in this episode. And frankly the worst thing the simpsons have done up until this point and maybe ever. which is saying a lot yeah we've had we've covered through the scully here some pretty terrible things that have happened and it this is a contender for worst things that have ever happened in a simpsons episode the one that only contender like the only other contender in the top of my head is homer blaming a dui on march which ge- tells you what like how terrible this is uh, those are the two for in top of, on top of my mind, the worst things that the show has done. But Marge uh, is now super jacked. Uh, she's in bed with Homer. Uh, she wants sex. And Homer's like, I don't really feel like it. Uh, she says, I don't care. And then she rapes him. Mm-hmm. This is where I've gotten to in The Simpsons. Rape jokes. And then they we cut to the morning after where Homer, Marge isn't gone. I don't know where Marge is. Uh, Homer is downstairs by himself. He's gotten made lunch for the kids, which is just a paper bag with a $5 bill inside. And we see him limping after. And then, and then that's it. They don't mention it again. That's it. That's the, they have, isn't it funny that a wife raped a husband? Isn't that hilarious? Robbie, it's funny because it's a woman doing it to a man. That makes it a joke and not a serious issue. I am not going to make any claims that the Simpsons podcast is like has we have a lot of like I consider both of us relatively intelligent and empathetic. I'm not going to try and treat us like we're like some, you know, deep podcast with a lot of knowledge about sociopolitical uh, situations and rape culture and all that. Uh, This is terrible. Uh, Rape is a serious issue. Sexual assault is a serious issue. Marital sexual assault is a serious issue. It's not funny. It's never funny. It can't be a joke. Even including this at all is in terrible, terrible mistake. And Al Jean and whoever else is responsible for this joke should should beg for forgiveness. Honestly, I feel like they should cut this entire bit out of any episode in reruns and just because like, I think for a while they cut out some about the two towers uh, in the city of uh, New York versus Homer Simpson and a couple other spots. And it's just like, look, if you're going to not even apologize about Apu or, you know, completely screw up the Simpsons uh, aspect ratio. The least you can do is cut out something horrible like this and add a more commercials or something. I would, I would gladly take an extra minute of commercials over leaving this scene in this episode. Yeah. Exa- and, and I, but frankly, that's for the better because it doesn't, it's never referenced again, even though, uh, if there's a case of marital rape, uh, that is, l- damage and trauma that will last forever in that relationship if uh, the even relationship even continues and etc etc like i don't think i have to tell people how terrible it is but 
what on earth are you thinking? What are you doing putting this in a Simpsons episode? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with these what is wrong with these people, Matt? These people who wrote this episode, Carolyn O'Mine, I don't, I, you know, it's a writer's room. I don't put it squarely at her feet. She herself said the idea for this episode was originally Homer gets mugged and Homer gets agor- gets agoraphobia and he has to overcome it. But then Al Jean said, oh, well, what happens if Marge is the, the person who gets mugged and she gets into bodybuilding? Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I don't I know. Just, I don't. This, neither of those seem good. No, but this is terrible. And it's submarines everything uh, this episode does it does i don't like i mean we mentioned all the good stuff we love all the stuff we liked in this first two acts and how you could treat it make it okay and make the episode work and all that none of it ends up mattering because of this one joke because it's so terrible it submarines the entire episode It, it 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 really is i can't overstate how reprehensible it is and how bad it makes the rest of like it just it fill it spreads out its toxins into this rest of this episode, and I go, oh, that was funny. Oh, except that later on, Marge rapes Homer, and they take you know this 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 couple that for a long part large part of my life was my you know aside from my own parents, it is what I model like what a good relationship is about these two people who love each other very much and are willing to do whatever it takes aren't perfect but are willing to try and fix things when there's problems and then and just casually throws in sexual assault yep disgusting uh then we and then and then matt and and then we get marge in a bodybuilding competition uh where we it you know it's it's i don't have you ever watched a real life bodybuilding competition uh not for more than a couple minutes uh they are very special um but they are, I feel like they could be considered legitimate sports. Um, I mean, it, it's it, just a little stranger. I mean, it is. It's it's I think I've mentioned this before, um, but bodybuilding, a lot of people look at bodybuilding and there's multiple jokes in the end by the, this last five minutes or so about uh, how no one likes how Marge looks because she's too muscular. And people who participate in bodybuilding, both men and women's, are not really there their scale of aesthetics about what is attractive and what they're going for with their bodies is not, it's not what we most people consider when they want to look good, when they want to look, when they want their body to look healthy. It is, it's a different scale altogether. It's what, you know, what the judges are judging people by in bodybuilding competitions is not like, Oh, is this attractive to our normal person that they are looking for like very specific things and this episode is just like, oh, women has muffle has muscle. She ugly now. That is basically what the rest of the episode is. Is oh, Marge's unattractive to everyone now, uh, and she's got roid rage, which again, not a real thing, and that's just bad. Yeah, it makes like even if there wasn't the the rape in this episode, it'd still be bad. But it's compounded by that because Marge wins second place in the body moment competition. Is mad about it because she won it first um because this has made her more far more competitive yes so she's she's very angry that she's only in second um because i and i quote uh she didn't sacrifice her femininity well that's, we, that's why she didn't win well we're gonna we're gonna hear all about it matt because uh okay. there were at Moe's and marge gets upset and starts a fight so then i pop my delts clench and bam 
Not a dry eye in the house. Oh, I'm so proud of you, honey. You bulked up but managed to keep your femininity. And that's why I didn't win. Sorry, sir. Sorry. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to up my glyco load, use a denser ripping gel. Denser? Damn straight. I didn't sacrifice my period for second place. <laughs> I hear that. Uh, listen, Marge. Um... How can I put this delicately? I don't got enough booze in this place to make you look good. Maybe death will stop your yammering. Huh? Much easier. <laughs> I feel like Mo didn't need to say that. Um, because why? Why would you? Marge obviously does not care whether uh, you find her attractive. Uh, but also Marge's response is insane. Yeah, because then Marge starts a fight and beats up everyone in Moe's, and then some sailors come in, and she beats them up, too. Uh, so we got a really big bar fight at the end. Uh, it's very bad. Very, uh, very bad. It's very bad. So after everyone has been beaten up, uh, Homer is left standing and manages to talk Marge down. Somewhere in that sea of full hormones is the sweet, wonderful girl I married. The woman who, instead of swatting a fly, will give it a bath and send it on its way. I'd sure like to go home and have Jiffy Pop with her. Oh my gosh! You're right! Hmm? Steroids have turned me into everything I hate. Let's go home, sweetie. Club Soda will get that blood out. Well, there's only one way to recoup my losses. Whoa, Mo, wait a minute. Don't you have to buy insurance first? Oh, crap. You know, I really do miss being a lady. And I miss being your knight in flabby armor. Oh, me. <laughs> Ready for a real workout, Marge? Mm -hmm. Good. Can you wax the car? Oh, 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 I'm kidding, I'm kidding! Uh, isn't physical abuse funny? It is, it is, because when you, you hurt somebody because they ask you to do something, that's hilarious. Um, also, a woman with muscles is still a woman. Oh, still a lady? If, as, as whoa, Marge would whoa, say. Robbie, she, she sacrificed her femininity. Or she's planning on it anyway. I, I, there's a lot of things to unpack here about, it says more about who's the people writing this show than the show itself, because uh, Marge is not a real person. But again, uh, you can still be a lady with muscles. Um, you, If you want Marge to go in some journey of getting muscles and missing how she used to look, that is okay, I guess, but the people who are writing the show do not have the skill to uh, to write that really eloquently and to really take us on that journey. Instead, we get, you know, her raping her own husband and, you know, beating up a bar full of people for no real reason over a made-up... A lot of people take steroids. They not, most of them don't get into bar fights, and, you know, most of them aren't monsters. Um, it almost feels like comedy for most of society has been... Oh, let's take this group of people that have been marginalized or are a minority and let's make fun of them. And that is the case here. And it's bad. That's not funny. Yeah, it's not it's not good anyway. Like and then but the the, the rape stuff is is uh, like uh, fatal, basically. It, it 
destroys everything else in this episode. Even if this episode was better about the image, female body image, and, and, and how what how society views what what women are and femininity is and whatever. Even if it was better about it, it would still have that, and it would still be awful because of it. Um, this episode is dreadful, depressing, uh, and makes me hate the show. That sounds about right. But Robbie, is it broken? <laughs> we already said yes. Yes, it's freaking broken. Well, well let, let me, let me, let me. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've already... I, I tipped our hand. I don't think it's a secret what we feel yeah. about this. But, uh... like I And I think the solution, honestly, isn't that complicated. It's hard, I think. To, to, to make... Here, I, I'll say this. It is difficult to make a show like The Simpsons have an episode about Marge being mugged, facing that trauma, and overcoming it having that happen and make it funny and be sensitive to the issue that's which is funny because as we said in this episode the middle act actually except for the first part with the the mailman and whatnot uh does a pretty decent job of making it at least somewhat funny like the, 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 the 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 jokes don't come at the expense of the person who suffered the trauma so it shows that it can be done it can so, I, and I think the answer is literally what you said earlier. You literally cut the entire third act of this episode, just just thrown in the garbage, and you stretch out the second act so that it lasts to the end. You make it more gradual growth instead of just snap her fingers and Marge has worked out and now she's beats up the robber. Like, you, yeah. you have it more gradually. She, you know, she gets up, she walks up the stairs and manages to get into the living room. She then she goes like she takes a step outside, and then and then she gets back to her normal routine. And maybe she finally sees the and then she sees the robber on the street, and that and it, she has a, a relapse, and so she has to go back. And, and and you know this whole time, and then you have Marge talk through her feelings. Eventually, she probably has a conversation with Homer, and. In his own way, with her talking, she realizes, oh, right, I can do this. I can I can overcome this. She goes out in the street, and then she sees the robber again, but this time she confronts him, and he tries to, you know, do something, and she stops him. I, she doesn't need to beat the crap out of him. I don't... I don't right. I, uh, a confrontation really is all she needs. I mean, honestly, I would have her... I would, you know, I think this is a little boring... It's like a little very predictable, but, you know, take a self-defense class. It's also very like a it's that is a very tried and true thing uh, for a lot of a lot of television movies have done that kind of trope. But it's not who cares. Yeah, I mean, we can think of tons of jokes to use for that. Like, oh, she takes a self-defense class and Homer is her partner and she she beats him up without realizing it because, you know, she's uh, gets too involved in the moment. Like that's that uses Homer as a punching bag. It can there are lots of like branch off jokes that can be done from that. And it, it doesn't involve actual like sexual assault. Right. And like that's it. And like it's what does what on earth does her bodybuilding and 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 steroids and her own body image? What is, on earth does that have to do with getting mugged? Why does the episode do it? Why is there? Why is Al Jean so so insistent on throwing more things into into episodes? You don't need so. Remember Lisa's pony. 
What was that about, Matt? Uh, I believe that entire thing was Lisa gets a pony. The family can't afford it. So then they have to give up the pony. Homer that's gets the entire a, thing. Homer gets a second job, and that's all there is in the episode. It is them struggling with this. That with that, it's so simple. You look back at all the the golden years, and I'm like, I don't understand why on earth they departed so far from those templates. You look back at those templates, and they were there. All you have to do is write new episodes that are modeled after the old ones. Just do exact. Just follow like these core principles that were established. Just copy, steal. That's what great artists steal. Literally steal from your own show. It's fine. You don't have to make things so complicated, and you certainly don't have to include rape in your comedy show. What is wrong with you? I feel like that's – I just want to scream at people, Matt. This is, it's so stupid. Well, yeah, it's one of those things uh, in, the, in the book we're reading for the bonus episode. Uh, they talk about uh, not wanting to call new episodes bad because they know the writers of the show. But And I, I agree with that. I mean I, I don't want to like yell at them or anything except about this. Like if I could go back in time to the season 14 writer's room and just – scream at them what the hell were you thinking like no this is this is bad there's don't, no excuse do no excuse for it uh we'll rank it at the end of the show we can move on to our next segment it's comments time for comments from the news group okay here we are alt.nerd.obsessive uh comments from the news group is where i come through the no homers form when after an episode debut and see what people thought about the show at the time i have some bad news for you matt okay uh, most people liked it. I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at your numbers here in the, the document, and it's better than some of the other episodes we have found to be terrible. So at least people aren't as unilaterally praiseful as they would be. I mean, 13% gave it a perfect score. Yeah, but I mean, if we go back and look at our the last one we rated in like the bottom 20, I want to say it was like 40% gave it a 5 out of 5. 35. So I, I feel this is a decent trend at least, but yes, those people are... Crazy. Nearly fifty percent gave this a four or five out of five. It's yeah, 50. but more <laughs> gave twos and threes. <laughs> I, I, I feel like as a representation of who sits on a Simpson uh, web forum or whatever you would call the where you're getting these stats from, um, they are predisposed to give episodes very high ratings, and this at least seems better than the last few that we've done. Yeah, I, I got some reviews. Uh, first one, great! Not since New York City for Summer have I seen a five-star episode. The Godfather, Twilight Zone, Apocalypse Now references were great. Anyone else feel like they were going through nostalgia? So many past references. The school bus sucked, but luckily they saved it with a good joke about pot. The Simpsons are finally back! Uh, what? Was that written by one of the writers? I don't... I mean, I hope not. Because it is not grammatically correct. I had to fix... Well, <laughs> uh, uh, next one. Excellent! Four out of five. What can I say? I'll point out my favorites... Parody of my favorite Twilight Zone episode, classic. Parody of The Godfather, very memorable. Uh, moment of parody, I liked how the setting looked very similar. Tetris was pretty good. Rocky music, Ruth Returns. School, bu school bus lifting reminded me of a of Smallville pot joke, kind of saved it. These people. Uh, the what is with these people and the pot joke? It's my not a God. It's not even a, okay. It's not, it's barely a joke. Uh, yeah. Ion Springfield opening, maybe a few jokes I didn't like. This episode was a nice thing to see. I wasn't even bothered by the roid rage thing. I guess Homer helping Mars see her wrong way was good. And finally, probably my new least favorite of the season. I really didn't do more than chuckle at any of the jokes. There are so many wacky season 12-like sight gags, and they went overboard with Marge's new persona. I understand how a person can go a bit mad with power, but after being so frightened with then suddenly being in control, 
The way she acted was not only out of character, it was shocking. The episode quickly degenerated into Marge run, runs amok with her new muscles when I was hoping it wouldn't come to it. Homer's plea at the end was nice, but the preceding fight scene in Moe's was one of the least things, least favorite things to happen on The Simpsons ever. Rating 2 or 2.5 out of 5. You know, it's funny, uh, seeing people uh, comment on this, I realized that the scene in The Godfather that they are referencing is after Sonny's uh, sister, I believe, is raped by her boyfriend. He goes out and beats the crap out of the guy in the street. So, good choice of scenes, guys. I... I mean, it, it like yeah, it's the pair like they do a good comparity bat. Like it, it looks like the scene from The Godfather. I give them it, like it, they do a good job of em- emulating it, but could have picked a better scene. I it doesn't. Um, that's it for you. So we got I got one negative in there to give us a little bit of a reprieve, but I don't know what I don't know what those people mm-hmm. were watching. I guess has have we really have we progressed that much in twenty seventeen years? I guess Matt, or is it just us? For a lot of people, probably not. But I'm <laughs> sure at least I think at least some of us have. Some of us, okay. Uh, well, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is: What is your favorite fake commercial uh, the Simpsons have ever done? Of course, there's plenty of great answers, and uh, appreciate everyone who took the time to answer. First from Chris, this discussion begins and ends with Mr. Sparkle. Uh, from Holly, the good morning burger. We take 18 ounces of sizzling ground beef and soak it in rich, creamy butter. Then we top it off with bacon, ham, creamery, creamery butter. Robbie. Oh, excuse me. And we top it off with bacon, ham, and a fried egg. We call it the good morning burger. Oh, I've had burgers like that, and they they are as good as they sound. That seems like too much for me anymore, Matt. I'm an old man now. I mean, except for the soaking in butter part. I mean, I've had a burger with bacon, ham, and a fried egg on top, and I continue to get fried eggs on my burgers because it's amazing. I'll do with an egg. I kind of don't want bacon or ham on my burger. I just kind of want... Interesting. I just want, like, the more I... The longer I live, the less I want on my burgers. I want it, like... I just unless it's like a special novelty burger, like a peanut butter burger or something, then I'll go, okay, well it's weird burger, just make it a weird burger. I know everyone cares about my burger opinions. Next from Ben, can you name the truck with four wheel drive, smells like a sake, and seats thirty-five? Canyonero. Uh from Lauren. I unfortunately I um my singing voice is not much, but uh, when the snow starts to falling, there's a man you should be calling. That's KO five four seven nine six. Let it ring. Mister Plow is a loser. I think he is a boozer. So you better make that call to the Plow King. I'm no Linda Ronstadt. Well, I mean, who is these who days? Is. Uh, from Chris, Mister Sparkle. So much I got a tattoo of it. He's got a picture of his Mister Sparkle yeah. tattoo. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. That's a good choice. You know, there's like I feel like everyone. I like have a top five Simpsons tattoo. I would get, and Mr. Sparkle certainly on that list. Uh, mm. from, Sh- from Sean, are uh, the commercial advertising the the power plant where Lenny debates getting a, a job begging because he knows a place that'll saw your legs off? Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> from Jenny, the Mr. Sparkle commercial with the opera singer. Dad, was that your commercial? I don't know. <laughs> uh, from Al, versatility by Meryl Streep. Smell like street for cheap. Uh, Daniel, finally, the great taste of Worcestershire sauce in a soft drink. Uh, oh, ah, ah, steaky. 
Uh, Zach, centuries of neglect have turned this tombstone into a depressing eyesore. Uh, for Brian, so tell your parents, buy me Bone Storm or go to hell. Christian's answer is simply 1 800 Doctorb. Yeah. <laughs> I love Doctorb. Doctorb. Uh, Doctorb. Employee million at O Benjamin to enter. Send your film to this address. Too quick. Try again. Did you get it? Here it is. Coming in from the left. <laughs> Made me laugh. Uh, from Abby at Energy Turtle, she reiterates. Buy me Bone Stormer, go to hell. Precisely. It's important. You got to say it twice, man. What's your answer? Uh, I'm going to actually go with the juice loosener. Uh, I don't know if it counts because it's, it's an infomercial instead of an actual commercial, but that whole bit uh, is just fantastic. I think it's it's still fine, man. I think your answer is acceptable. It's perfectly okay. cromulent. Um, Mr. Sparkle. I It begins and ends with Mr. Sparkle. Yeah. I love yeah. Mr. Sparkle. He's great. Fish bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> banish your dirt to the land of the dead is that what it says something along those lines something along those lines yeah i got i have the mr sparkle vinyl figure prominently displayed in my home as one should of course of course uh next week's question what is your favorite marge character moment i want to make it, i want to be positive i want to i want to be optimistic let's I wanna, take the crap sandwich they have given us and I, I, and so well, get rid of it and place with something better. Yeah, your your favorite Marge character moment where she demonstrates who she really is. What is your favorite? I'll post this question on our social media, Facebook.com slash the Simpsons Show the Simpsons Show Pod on Twitter at Simpson Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. Next up, Matthew, it is time once again for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a lead on me, unfortunately. Five points. I need to carve my way back up, Matt. Carve your way back up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Carve my way. I'm like Wolverine. Precisely. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready for an easy question? I am ready, sir. These are all from Brush with Greatness, a good Mars episode. My favorite Marge episode. Thank goodness for when, that. When I, something I watch when I want to cleanse myself of this dreck. Your easy question. Who does Marge have numerous paintings of in the attic? I believe it would be Ringo Starr. I hung it on me wall. <laughs> all right. All of your questions this week are from Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. Okay. What is the name of the Itchy and Scratchy studio head? Uh, Roger Meyer Jr. You are correct. Not to be confused with his father, who created Nazi supermen are our superiors. Yeah. About that. Your medium question, Matt. What are the three paintings in the art competition? The art competition. The Marge Enters. Wow, I have not seen this episode in apparently far too long, because I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. Uh, Marge goes, she takes a painting class. I got she, nothing. Okay. Uh, well, the Marge paints Homer sitting on the couch in his underwear. Which wins. Her bald, her bald Adonis, I believe, is what... Uh, right, that's right, because uh, that's where uh, Mr. Burns shows up and is like, oh, I gotcha. But the okay. other the other two contenders are dogs playing ping pong, ping pong. and a unicorn in front of a power plant uh, asking why. Why, that's right. Yeah, okay, I remember now. All right. Your medium question. 
what is the name of the organization Marge founds to fight cartoon violence? Uh, one point for the acronym, one point for the actual name. Oof. I keep, there's so many, there's so many joke acronyms in the show. I always get all of them confused. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'll say SNA, but I don't remember what that stands for, and I don't think that's right. Uh, SNA is right. Oh, uh, it yes! Stands for Springfieldians for Nonviolence, Understanding, and Helping. Okay, I got SNA right. I'll take it. I, I yeah. sh- completely forgot what that stood for. I was like, <laughs> I was like, SNA? Is that that episode? Uh huh. SNA. Okay. Nonviolence, Understanding, and Helping. Yep, that is that that is Marge. That I think that's in character for Marge, though. Yep. That that's what it she would, is. She would she would not even think about the acronym. She would just be like, "What is a good nonviolence understanding and helping?" Finally, Matt, your hard question: What is in Homer's box of athletic equipment in the attic? Oh man, uh, these are all callbacks to previous episodes, right? Um, at that well, point, some of them are. Some of them are. Some of them are just you know random stuff. Uh, honestly, I have no clue. Uh, I'm not going to waste anyone's time, um, because the, the only one of these that I, I remember is the one from, uh, the, the elves episode. Uh, so I don't remember anything from this particular episode. Uh, so here we go. We got a list. Uh, there's some dumbbells, which I would not put dumbbells in a box, but whatever. Some dumbbells, yeah. a football and a football jersey, a jar of Dr. Nick Riviera's gym pills of some co- some kind gym pills they just say that they literally say dr nick riviera's gym on them and there's a, just a jar of pills and then finally mm. uh the gluteus maximizer, gluteus maximizer. yeah it's some hmm. kind of it's like a stretchy thing i guess to help shape your butt but uh, i get you i don't know that's it it's not that much but it is relatively quick okay they, fair they, enough, they fair move enough. it out of the way to find the ringo star paintings Right. Okay. Your hard question. What event does Roger Myers Jr. bring up to prove that violence isn't new? Um, the This is what pops in my mind that may be complete wrong. Mm-hmm. The crucifixion of Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. Is the Crusades. You got the crew ah, part right. Ah, the Crusades. That's a good, an yeah, oldie but a good It went on for 30 years. Violence isn't new. <laughs> violence. Yeah. No kidding. You're, that's a real strong argument there, Mr. Mr. Roger Myers Jr. Uh-huh. Matt. Mm-hmm. I got another point on you this week. I'm clawing back. What did I say? That's true. You're doing it. Carving my it's way back. It's almost like I'm asking slightly easier questions to make it a better competition. No, Matt. Shh, don't ruin the illusion. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm smart. Right? Yeah, I'm smart. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, really, I'm kind of surprised you didn't get any of those paintings, though. I was really expecting you to just be paying them off the top of your head. Uh, for some reason, like none of them popped into my brain. I think because I, I blocked out that entire scene. I really need to go back and watch those early episodes again. Crusher's greatness is so great. It's such a good episode. It's so wonderful. It's really good. It's such a good at Marge episode. Uh, that's it for trivia this week. We can move on to our final segment. Send me, I, the segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Yep. So, Robbie. Yep. That's you got your right. This right spot right there. I'm okay. Good. Good. I was just making sure. I was like, I don't know. Is this worse than Simpson Safari? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. It's but... immediately worse. Yeah, it's way worse. Like okay. it. That's like, what te- I figured. That's te- what I figured. Te- technically, it's better. But guess what? Simpson Safari doesn't have any rape jokes in it. Zero. <laughs> 
hey, look, I here we can include a third column in our little spreadsheet with all these episodes and include how many rape jokes are in, in the episodes. And up to this point, all of them are a zero. This one has one. This one is so bad we had to introduce a new column. <laughs> I'm not going to actually include that column, but it tells you uh, how bad it makes me feel when I watch this episode and I go, oh, look at this. Look, look at my my favorite cartoon family having rape jokes in it isn't it great uh no it's terrible uh-huh. it makes me hate life uh strong arms of the mall is the worst episode ever at least so yep. far uh well we might they might get you know i always say oh there's no way nothing can but you know we might get to new depths okay so so i have a question for you if they were to do like i said and cut out the the rape joke and it's it's very minimal implications I still think this would probably be bottom 20, bottom 10, probably just because of how bad the third act is on its own. So since since it's such an easy choice for us, let's let's see. Let's posit this. Oh, Matt, Matt's fix, fixing the formatting for me. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why it, it does this on why the Google Drive, Google's sheets doesn't just let do the exact same of everything else in the spreadsheet. Um you think uh yeah i think if it didn't have that joke in it it would still be bad because of the third act because of marge inexplicably getting roid rage and going crazy and beating up people for no real reason departing completely from the tone and themes of the first two acts you know third act going off on the rails it's not we're getting kind of used to it at this point but it it, is really really bad in this episode even without the rape joke but now there is a rape joke and i'm not gonna i'm making no bones about it it I'm not makes cotton to this. No, it makes it the worst episode. Simpsons Safari is. I would rather watch Simpsons Safari a thousand times before I watch this episode again. Like the Simpsons Safari is bad. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But I would still rather watch it over and over and over again more than I'd watch this again. Yep. Um. This is a. This should be erased from the earth because unless or they I mean like or just erase it. What Matt said. Just cut off that. Cut out that minute, and we can move on with our lives. But God forbid the Simpsons admit they make mistakes. Of course not. It usually takes them at least 30 years. They're, infall- They're infallible. Are you kidding me? They would never just say, oh, well, we made a mistake. We're sorry. We'll fix it. It's not hard to do. That's weakness, Robbie, and the Simpsons don't do weakness. <laughs> it feels like a lot of people feel like apologizing for legitimate mistakes or yeah. is weakness for some reason. Um, So, Strong Arms of the Mall, new, last on the list, number 282. Homer's Enemy is still number one. Our next episode... Matt, is Prey Anything. Prey Anything? What the hell? Homer ends up owning the church. Oh, that's right, because he gets hurt or something like that. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this episode at all. Yep. Uh, but we'll see. It, hey, Matt, can't be worse than this one. That's true. It's only up from here. I can't imagine it's worse. If it's worse, I don't want to know what they do if it's worse than Strong Arms of the Mall. Yeah. God forbid, literally. <laughs> I guess, guess he get it as a church. Um, that'll be next week. Uh, you can find this list at our website, simpsonshow.com. Hopefully I've updated it. I'm gonna, I intend to update it. Let's see if I remember. Uh, you can find everything there. Links to our social media, our Facebook, our Twitter, our RSS feed, a link to our Patreon. If you want to help us out, uh, throw the show a couple dollars. We really appreciate We appreciate, appreciate all our patrons. Uh, they help keep the show going. Um. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, uh, or you can go to my website. It's RobbieDorman.com. 
It has links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my novels. My newest novel, Underneath, is a story of Arctic terror and body horror uh, for fans of The Thing or The Terror. Or just kind of, you know, paranoid pressure cooker horror who's story. Who's evil and who's good? You'll never know. I mean, actually, it's pretty... It's it's pretty obvious. Yeah, they, well, they, that's okay. They answer. I mean, I can answer the. You you know by the end, you know who's good. That's true. By the end, you know exactly who's yeah, yeah. uh who's, who's I don't evil be- and who's good. I don't believe in vague crap. I I believe yeah. I believe in answers. Um, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. After this week's horrible horrible episodes, you know what you need? Kitten pictures. In fact, I got kitten pictures. Uh, if you follow the Instagram account Kitten Turns, K I T T I N T E R N S, uh, you get to see adorable kittens who are at their peak of cuteness right now. You can see videos of them toddling around, and it'll make you all forget all about the time that this episode ever existed. They are very cute kittens. They're adorable. Go look at kittens. Forget this episode ever existed. Yes, let's go do that. I'm Robbie, mm-hmm. and I'm Matt. And keep watching this Simpsons. Mm. Maybe not this one. Yeah. Shh.